with P.J. Glasser and Denton Day on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. Thanks again to Joseph Duarte for joining us and uh, talking about the Houston Cougars, beat writer for the Houston Chronicle and their chances come March Madness. We're also going to talk with Bill Seals, publisher of the Cyclone Report for Iowa State, coming up at 3.20 Eastern time. Denton, we haven't talked to any NBA on the show, though. It's P.J. Glasser alongside Denton Day. Time to do that as we have reached the second half of the NBA season. We're out of the All-Star break. And it's time to look at the futures market, which teams we think can go on a run here in the second half of the season in the NBA. So, Den, I will ask you that question. Is there a team or two right now that you have circled that you think could get hot here coming up over the next couple of weeks? Well, the team that I've been on for a large portion of the season has already gotten hot and kind of fizzled at least a little bit, which is fine. You don't want to be too hot in the month of December. But I do like the Clippers. I know that comes with the the inevitable trust because you have to trust that they're not going to fall apart physically, which is a lot to ask for a team that over the past 40 years since acquiring Kawhi Leonard has done nothing but fall apart physically in the postseason and in the late stages of the regular season. But if they're healthy, there aren't many people that I trust in the postseason more than Kawhi. He's proven it on multiple teams, multiple occasions, and he has a championship to prove it. Uh, multiple at that point. But the, the, the Toronto one in particular proves that in the postseason, he's a different animal. So I really like them. I think you can point to a team like Phoenix PJ because technically they're not a top seed in the West. They feel like a top seed because they have Durant, Booker, and Bradley Beal. But they're not a top seed, so I think they can get hot and make sure that they are not flirting with the idea of the play-in tournament because, quite honestly, it is laughable that a team with Durant, Beal, and Booker is flirting with the play-in tournament. If they just start to take the remainder of the regular season at least somewhat serious, I think they'll be clear of that. But, man, there's not many people that I would, uh, I'd rather face off uh, against than Kevin Durant. You know, I'm still, I know people have kind of, it seems like people have swayed maybe more anti-Kevin Durant in years past, but I love me some Kevin Durant. I still think he's one of the best in the world. So if you can get him into the postseason, I think you certainly like your chances there. I'm with you, man. The Western Conference is really interesting to uh, to look at. It feels like there's kind of a cutoff in three different sections in the Western Conference. You got your four teams competing for the top seed, Minnesota, OKC, the Clippers, and Denver. Then you have your next tier with New Orleans, Dallas, Sacramento, and Phoenix. Probably some iteration of those two teams, two of those four teams, will be either the seven or eight seed in the playoffs. Then you have the Lakers and Warriors who are probably just going to be the nine and 10, uh, depending on whatever order. And then you have the other teams in the West, Utah, Houston, Memphis, Portland, San Antonio, who's not going to make the playoffs. I feel like the 10 teams right now in the current playoff picture in the Western conference are going to be in it. It's just a matter of determining who, what the seeds are, who's in the play in tournament, all those kinds of things. Dallas is an interesting team. They won seven in a row. They're really hot heading into the all-star break, won their first couple games out as well. Obviously, Kyrie is back, which has been huge for them. We know Dallas is going to score the ball. I mean, it all comes down to their defense and how well they guard come playoff time. The Clippers are, are interesting. I mean, you bring them up. 
They certainly got off to a slow start with James Harden. Then they really started to get on a roll. And now, like you said, it's fizzled out a little bit. They're still playing good ball, but certainly not on the run that they went on. Minnesota and OKC intrigue me. Um, Are those teams going to be able to continue to stay hot, right? Because both teams last year took a big step. Both teams made the play-in tournament, uh, won some games. Minnesota obviously made it to the quarterfinal round. They're a year ahead of schedule even still now that they're competing for the one seed in the Western Conference. We know the future is bright for both of those teams. We know both teams have their cornerstone superstar that they're going to build around Ann Edwards and Minnesota SGA and OKC. Now it's a finding about the other pieces that fit in around those guys. But will they be able to stay hot? Can either one of those teams win 60 games in the regular season? That'll be something interesting to see. For this question, though, Denton, I think the only right answer, which team is going to get hot here in the second half of the season, I think it's Milwaukee, man. I think Milwaukee would be a team that I would watch out for. I don't think they're going to catch Boston. I don't think they're going to get the number one seed. I certainly think they could catch Cleveland, though. They're only one game back of them right now. And uh, I think there's a chance that they might end up winning that division. I loved Minnesota or Milwaukee against Minnesota the other night in that first game out of the All-Star break. I just felt like with the way Milwaukee was playing heading into the break, losing that game to Memphis, coming out, I just expected a sense of urgency from Giannis and Dame, even though you bring in Doc Rivers, you trade for Dame, the Bucs, their only focus is to win a finals. We know that. They're only focused on the playoffs. But I think the Bucs understand, too, that they got to feel good about where their game's at. They got to play a good sense of ball and then, you know, have that next level to kind of turn it on. Like, they can't be the Chiefs. They can't be playing crappy in the second half of the season. And then when we go to the playoffs, they just flip that su- switch and go win another Super Bowl. Like, the Bucks got to be playing good ball. They have to have some kind of momentum. They got to see what other pieces they can count on besides Giannis and besides Dame. And, uh... You know what? After that win against Minnesota, they're blowing out Philadelphia right now. I think the Bucs are going to start to get on a little bit of a roll here, Dan. That would be the team that I would watch in the second half. And Doc Rivers will take all the credit for it. He won't take any blame when they suck, but he will take all the credit when things start going the right direction. So I got a question for you because you mentioned Dallas. And I think that's a very good team to mention because with Kyrie and Luka, that is a a guard duo that can really cause havoc once the postseason begins. Mm -hmm. If you're, we'll, we'll put some odds on this. You're taking them at a pick them. What do you put more trust in the Clippers staying healthy or Kyrie not doing something silly before the start of the playoffs that becomes a major distraction? Man, what a good question. I would say, what I feel most confident in is Kyrie not doing something silly. I, I mean, that's just like... That's how broken the Clippers are. <laughs> that's that's correct. That's correct. And that's why I can't get there with the Clippers, man. That's why I can't get there. I truly think they might be the best team in the NBA. I really, I really think they might be. I think they could win an NBA championship. But can I trust them to do that? I cannot. It's a lot like Purdue for me. Like, I really think the Clippers and Purdue are comparable. And watch, Denton, both will go out and both will win championships this year. I think there is a sicko out there who has a Purdue Clippers parlay to win the championship. And God bless them, man. God bless them if they do. Let me just make a sample Clippers 
uh, Purdue parlay just because I'm curious as to see what the odds on that would be. Which uh, right. which championship would surprise you more, a Purdue or a or a Clipper? Uh, Purdue, because they would have to win six games in a row. Mm -hmm. The the Clippers, as long as Kawhi is healthy, they have a pretty good shot at winning. It's like, with all due respect to Paul George, to Russ, to James Harden, it is Kawhi that is the difference maker. As long as he stays healthy, he's the best two-way player in the NBA. You can't stop him. So I think they're good as long as he is healthy. That's just a very big if. Whereas Purdue, um, there's a lot more that needs to go into. In fact, the Clippers actually have really good odds to win the NBA championship. So that's that's not as big of a parlay as I thought. I mean, it's fifty to one, but I I thought it was going to be much bigger. So maybe if you had it in the preseason, because I think I know I personally have a futures on the Clippers at eight to one. So that number has moved drastically. Right now they're five to one. So if you would have gotten it at the start of the season, my guess is, so I took them at 8-1 to one, kind of around the period where they were starting to get hot, not at the peak of their their run in, in that December time frame, but like as that kind of started to, to ramp up. So my guess is at the beginning of the season, you probably could have got them for like 11-12-1. So if you got 11-12-1 for the Clippers and then a plus 750 or plus uh, 800 for Purdue, that's, that'd be a pretty good payout. Definitely would be. Yeah, I just, I can't get there with the clips, Denton. Like, the NBA, I mean, we were just talking about this last segment. Who do you trust in college basketball? Who do you trust in the NBA outside of the Nuggets? Like, do we really trust the Celtics, especially at that price? Do we really trust the Celtics to win the finals and are the overwhelming favorite at plus 260? I don't. Clippers, we talked about. Bucks have Doc Rivers. Do we trust them? Sons have the same concerns as the Clippers do, and they don't play nearly as good as defense. Do we trust Beal, Booker, and Durant all to stay healthy for a playoff run? Like, those are the top teams that you're looking at. I think both college basketball and the NBA are very comparable. It feels like right now UConn and the Nuggets are both the defending champions. It feels like both of those teams are the consensus teams that we can trust. And... It feels like both right now, most would say, certainly UConn in college basketball, I still think most people think that Denver's probably the best team in the NBA. I know Boston's having a great regular season, and I know Boston is the favorites to win at plus 260 and Denver's plus 450, but it it feels like most people just think that the Nuggets are are the best team, and and like you said, I agree. I think they should. I know they lost Bruce Brown, but like certainly their their core group. I mean, Murray, Jokic, Porter, Gordon, like they're all still there. And uh, Jokic is just he's so key for so many reasons, Denton. But I truly believe his best asset is his durability. I mean, we're going through all these teams and we're trying to trust the coach. We're trying to trust the players. We're trying to trust who's going to stay healthy. The Nuggets' best player is always out there every game, every season. That's why he's consistently in the MVP conversation. So, yeah, man, I, I, like the Nuggets are the only play I could make in the NBA. There's no way I could bet any other team to win the finals other than Denver, even though, again, I, I think maybe the Clippers could be better. I, there's just, I, I, it's just like in college hoops. Like, Maybe Houston's better. Maybe Arizona's better than UConn. Maybe Purdue's better. They certainly could be, but I couldn't trust them over UConn. There's just, I couldn't do it. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out in college basketball and, and the NBA. I certainly think there are a ton of similarities between 
both sports. We're going to talk some NFL to kick off our number four here, Sunday's Bets, PJ Glasser, Denton Day. We're going to look at free agency, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Who are some of our free agents still available? Where do we see them winding up in 2024? Denton and I discuss that next here on the BetQL Network.